Welcome into the podcast. This is the KOLL podcast. As always, I am your host and your commissioner. I got Greg here with me. Say hi, Greg. What's up? And we got Bob. Say hi, Bob. Hello, fans. Hello, fans, and welcome. It is now the postseason. Congratulations again to Devontae's Inferno on completing the the surprise run in the playoffs and being our first Dynasty League champion. Um, With that said, I would like your guys' opinion on this. Since he made his first appearance on the podcast, he has not lost. Coincidence? I think he just has to become a mainstay on the podcast from now on just to be sure. Yep, yep. I said that to him today. I said, you know, you got to come on more now. <laughs> yeah. All right, so anyway, what we were doing here – yeah, well, he'll, he'll be on more next year, I'm sure of it. Uh, his flip phone, it's time for an upgrade. <laughs> okay, so anyway, what we are doing here today is the postseason wrap-up. We are going to talk about some late-season breakouts, some guys who are in limbo, and we are going to have the KOLL's postseason dynasty rankings. Let's start it off with these late-season breakouts. I'm going to hit you guys with some t- 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 statistics. I'm going to drop a name, and you guys tell me hot or not first of all this player over the last eight weeks was the rb9 averaging 15 and a half yards uh 15 and a half fantasy points per game he has 740 rushing yards 33 catches for 309 seven total touchdowns we're talking about aj dylan let's start it off with greg aj dylan hot or not Hot. Um, yeah, I think he's taken over. Um, Green Bay likes to use multiple backs, but I, I think he's taken over as that guy down the stretch, and I think that'll continue into next year. So, hot. Super hot. Bob, we hot or are we not on A.J. Dillon? Agreed. Agreed. I think he's hot, and I think uh, we're getting to that point with uh, Aaron Jones where you're getting to that age where you're starting to consider the the younger guy, and I think – because of various reasons, A.J. Dillon has gotten an opportunity and proven that there's no reason for the Packers to really keep Aaron Jones around unless they want two, two running backs. Absolutely. We'll talk more about Aaron Jones later. I wanted to start it off with a layup. I figured we were both going to hot. We were all going to hot that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, those quads turned me on. He's super sexy. Huh. Next player on my list, over the last four weeks, he is the RB3. I'm just going to say over the last three weeks, he is the RB1. Over the last four weeks, he's averaging 18.3 fantasy points per game, 782 yards, six touchdowns, 38 catches. We're talking about Devin Singletary. Um, Before I ask you guys hot or not, this is kind of an interesting situation with Devin Singletary where he was kind of in a a timeshare, maybe even not the lead back in the timeshare, but really got workhorse type touches over the last few weeks. And he, it paid off for him. Is this something we expect to continue Bob hot or not? Uh, No, I don't, I don't expect it to continue just because I don't believe that he's going to be able to get those types of carries. I think that 
the with uh, Zeke Moss is it, it's always going to be a split, and then you got to worry about Allen taking carries away from him. So I, I think he's a capable back. I think if maybe he would get more of a share. I would buy in more, but on this Bills offense, I'm not a believer. Devin Singletary's not from Bob. <laughs> Greg, Devin Singletary, hot or not? I'm going to go not as well. Um, and it's it's really just like the past three to four weeks, those statistics specifically, that's such a small sample size, and I, I don't expect him to keep up the pace. But I will say that I'm not necessarily cold on him either. I think we could be seeing some ascension into him. Um, he was like a highly thought of prospect, I believe, like third round pick. Um, you know, he running backs were we're so used to seeing running backs like come into the NFL um, and do really well. Sometimes, you know, whether it's injury, small injuries or other things, he hasn't had consistent success. But you know, I definitely believe he can. You know keep this going not to the level he is, but still be a better player. So we're lukewarm on Devin Singletary. Yes. Yes. Lukewarm. Okay. We had Javante Williams on the list, but I'm going to be honest. He wasn't a late season breakout. He was kind of getting it all year round, but just because we did discuss having him on the list, anything you want to say about Javante? I'm sure we're all hot on him. So hot right now. So hot. So hot. All right, we'll move. Well. <laughs> yeah, very hot on him. Let's let's move on to some more interesting ones here. Over the last four weeks, this is the RB one. He's averaging twenty one point three fantasy points per game, five hundred fifty nine yards and five touchdowns on the season. He's averaging five point eight yards per per carry. We're talking about Rashad Penny. Is Rashad Penny now? They did not pick up his fifth-year option. He will be a free agent. Do we expect Rashad Penny, given what he was able to do as the lead back in Seattle, finally, uh, do we expect Rashad Penny's career to continue to grow? Hot or not? Let's start with with Greg. I'm I'm going not. Um, I I was I actually I'm. Like 99% sure I drafted him or at least had him on my roster in the very beginning of the year. Um, I've been a big Rashad Penny believer. Um, he had in 2019, I believe, uh, his rookie year, he had some games towards the end of the season just like this where um, he looked like he was going to be the next big thing. And um, really, it's injuries. He can't stay healthy. And I'm not going to buy going forward that he can. Do you think that somebody is going to offer him a contract to be the starting running back? Uh, I don't think the number one. Fair enough. All right, Bob, hot or not, Rashad Penny? Uh, I was sort of in the middle on Penny. I think there's a chance he's the younger guy. He has had some success. Um Carson's hurt and he's kind of getting to that point where you're starting to get concerned about a running back when you're getting to like 27, 28. But for a lot of the reasons that I'm not really sure he's a lead back, I could easily see the Seahawks making a point to, to upgrade there. I guess, I guess that's really the breaking point for me is I think it's an upgradable position for the Seahawks. It kind of just comes down to whether or not they're going to do it. Yeah, I think he's going to end up getting a one-year prove-it deal probably with Seattle. 
Uh, very interesting. Over the last four weeks, he had 379 yards and five touchdowns. He's been incredible the last four weeks. Uh, personally, as his owner, I would love to see that continue. Uh, another guy who kind of rose from the ashes, somebody we left for dead years ago, coming off of multiple Achilles injuries. Um, over the last four weeks, the RB12, uh, he finished with 497 and eight touchdowns. Deontay Foreman filling in for Derrick Henry. Do we think that this is a player who might have a future, hot or not, Greg? No, I just I don't see really anything there. He's gotten opportunities on uh, several teams, including the Colts. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think this is one of those weird fluke things that happen at the end of the year. Um, so I'm, I'm cold. Cold on Foreman, Bob. Uh, I'm cold on Foreman. I think that there's an opportunity to back up for a team. But I just think there's some team now that has two running back systems. They're good. And I have a hard time believing one not going to be a running back one somewhere else. And I don't think as Foreman would Okay, that that's fair. Those two, both of those players, I think, are going to find their way into a one-year deal to kind of prove themselves. Um, I hope that they both are starters next year. That'd be great. <laughs> All right, one more running back on our list. Over the last three weeks, he's the RB4. 110 all-purpose yards per game through that stretch. 13 receptions, two touchdowns. Justin Jackson... Filling in for Austin Eckler. Is it Justin Jackson time? Bob, hot or not? No, I'm not a believer. I don't think he's going to be the starter next. Eckler. The guy. I mean, he's such a big. That's it. And then. Really hurt or until he. He. Breaking down. uh, Eckler's going to be the guy. That's a fair assessment. Yet to be seen. Uh, I don't know Eckler's contract situation, but I'm sure it's close. I guess we'll talk about him in a minute, too. Uh, Greg, Justin Jackson, hot or not? Yeah, I, I actually, I'm not 100% sure of Justin Jackson's contract. Um, if he's on the Chargers next year, I'm saying not. Um, I really think, uh, looking at like off-season stuff, there's a lot of mock drafts and a lot of uh, free agent predictions, and obviously those are just pipe dreams, but it's what I think semi-experts are thinking. Um, so there's some credibility to it, and there's a lot of uh, running back that they need sort of uh, a complimentary running back to Austin Eckler. Um, and I, I think that's a position that uh, Los Angeles is definitely going to upgrade, and I, I think Justin Jackson kind of is like third fiddle there. If he goes on to another team, I think he's going to be second or third fiddle there. Yeah, I agree. Um, we were, we all pre- pretty much agreed with everything that was said there, except I am hot on Penny. Uh, other than that, we're all pretty similar. So fair enough. I have one more player here, and this is going to sound weird because he finished as a wide receiver 11. But I want to put this into perspective for you. I'm just going to full disclosure. We're talking about Amon Ra St. Brown. Okay, so over the last three weeks, he's a wide receiver one. 
over the last 10 weeks, he's the wide receiver nine. From weeks one through week 12, Amon Ross St. Brown was the wide receiver 62, and he finished at wide receiver 11. That is absolutely incredible. Uh, just b- mind-blowing, really, what Amon Ross St. Brown was able to do late in the season. But there's a little bit of a kicker here. They were missing DeAndre Swift. They were missing TJ Hawkinson. And there really isn't any other reliable option in Detroit. How hot are we on Amon Ross St. Brown? Let's start it off with Greg. Yeah, I should have uh, accepted that trade when you uh, uh, sent him a while <laughs> yeah. ago. Um, yeah, no, I, I I understand the point about, um, you know, his, his volume. I don't expect with all the injuries out and him being that guy there. Um, I don't expect him necessarily to keep up with the pace that he has been. But it again, I'm I'm still pretty hot on him. Um, I mean, he's a rookie. Uh, he's, you know, he's looking pretty impressive. And you you could expect at such a young age, you can expect that it's only going to, his play on the field's only going to get better. All right. So give me at one through 10. How hot are you on Amon Ra? Oh, like a, a nine. Fair enough. Bob, how hot are you on Amon Ra St. Brown? Seven. I agree with everything Greg said, but I think the one do is that hotter if they had a second option. Okay. <laughs> out there. Sorry. That if they could sign one of them, then it would help the situation out. Like when we talk about the options, and we're talking about Hawkinson, we're talking about Swift. I mean, Swift is a more serious option, but great, but. He's tight end. It's it's a different situation. If uh, St. Brown could become two, or if he could become the two with a solid one, I would be more excited about him. I personally think Amon Ross St. Brown is a one, and I'm just going to tell you I watched a lot of the Lions over the past few weeks, obviously, being the Amon Ross St. Brown owner, um, and I noticed that they really made a point to get him the ball as much as they possibly could. Uh, as the season's gone on, you even saw him line up as a running back, get some carries. It's very impressive, and I'm going to give you guys a comp here for Amon Ross St. Brown that I think is very fitting, and uh, it's another player who I've touted as my favorite favorite player. He reminds me so much of Stefan Diggs. Um, not only not only were they both fourth round picks, they had similar situations with a little bit of an injury history that made them fall. They didn't run the fastest 40, but they're just tremendous athletes, tremendous football players. And I think Amon Ross St. Brown has that kind of potential, the, the Stefan Diggs potential. Uh, any comments on what I just said there? Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, I, I think like you know, the game, especially with the increased uh, penalties and stuff, um, it, the game's really a game of separation. Um, it, it used to be, you know, you wanted that big six foot five receiver, but it's trending more and more till size doesn't matter. Um, and, you know, uh, yeah, St. Brown can, he can really, he's a great route runner. He could really separate just like Stefan Diggs. Um, I, I, you know, that's a, that's a fair comp at this point in their careers. No, I agree. I'm. I think part of the reason for my assessment was the fact I just don't think a team with one. 
is I don't think that receiver is going to be able to be successful because I think there's so many teams with a good um, a good corner. That it it will it will perform. Um, like just off the top of my head, I know with Devontae Adams on a contract year, I know with Michael Gallup, I don't know if he's on a contract year, but he's close. Yeah, he is. Uh, two guys. Bad. Yeah, I thought he was. If two guys like that. If you put Michael Gallup, or you put Devontae Adams, same. Has a huge year because he's got that guy on the other side that's going to be able to take away some of the, some of the. Per- I think he's really good, uh, right now to be the only option on a team. Teams uh, put a defense that will stop you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just uh, uh, not to keep going on St. Brown too much, but, um, I mean, teams were, were trying to stop him last four weeks, and they couldn't. So, I don't know. Interesting going forward. I'm very excited about – again, when we were talking about these, I I said it's kind of interesting because most of these players were on my team already. Uh, but, I, you know, these, these were the players that fit the category, so those are the ones we talked about, and I appreciate the research you guys did. That's good. Um, now we're going to move on to these players who are kind of in limbo, and I'm just going to preface this by saying I did not do any research on these players. I was just going with a gut feeling, so hopefully you guys did a little bit. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about him. Uh, first and foremost, going with our A.J. Dillon, we're going to start with Aaron Jones. What did, is the future for Aaron Jones as of right now, Bob? Any opinion? I don't think it's one with the Packers. I just – I think a couple backs like that. They're, you know, I kind of view him – Where I kind of think it doesn't make sense. You see that the yeah has as much is kind of successful as he is. He's gonna have to find a new. And that's a big question. Again, when you don't know where to be, I mean, he could be in situation maybe. The day and he could say, Oh, it's gonna be awesome. Or he could be, you know, the next running back for the Texans and we'll never hear from him again. So I'm at a pretty big question mark. Uh let's let's project a landing spot, Bob. Where do you project Aaron Jones ending up? Uh, well, do you want me to pick an ideal situation or just – I mean, I, I think Aaron Jones would be a great spot. And pick a spot. I want to run the ball. I think they've kind of had right now they have a mixed bag. I think if he was – be great. They have one of the best in the league. The quarterback position is what it is. It's It's – me as a middle line guy, it's not something that's we've seen that by the fact that they're he's not bad anymore. Really, he's middle of the road, he's middle of the road. Okay, so improvement, I'll take it, I'll take it. Improvement from shit to middle of the road, but uh, I I think that 
<laughs> We're losing him. He's, chunk, he's, he's chunking. He's chunking. You're chunking, Bob. <laughs> Greg, Aaron Jones? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure he's in like the first, like currently he's in the first year of a four year deal. So I'm not sure how. Oh, wow. Is he really? Likely they are to move him. And he's 27 years old. Um, I expect a decline. Um, I think, like, probably looking at it right now, that probably wasn't a great contract uh, for the Packers. Um, But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't, you know, I I think he's still going to be productive fantasy wise and football wise. But, um, you know, I see AJ kind of like their roles reversing, like AJ Dillon being the new Aaron Jones, and Aaron Jones is the new. AJ Dillon at the beginning of the year. Uh, well, he he'll get more volume than that, but it could be like like sixty forty split, something like that. Yeah, fair assessment. We just lost Bob. Hopefully, he makes his way back. But while we wait for him, let's go to Leonard Fournette. Fournette had a fantastic season this year. Uh, do do we think that he has this kind of potential going forward? I don't. He is going to be a free agent. I don't know where he's going to end up. But uh, was this the right situation for Fournette, or is he actually that good of a player? I don't know. Um, I, I mean, coming coming into the – and even a few years in the league, it was always like uh, – there was always work ethic concerns and stuff about him. Um, but, like, the talent has always been there. Um, and I don't know, maybe being around, like, Tom Brady and a lot of the Buccaneers players, he's kind of developed and whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I Wherever he goes, I think he's going to get a nice, a nice contract this year, maybe another one year, um, you know, maybe a two- or three-year deal. Um, but yeah, I, I think, um, I don't know if he's going to have as much success as this year. I think this is probably the peak of his value, but I don't expect like a, a sharp decline. Like I, I expect like a gradual over the next few years decline. It'll be interesting. And we'll, we'll do an episode in, uh, you know, the next month or so with the free agents kind of, kind of put them where we think they might end up situation. It'll be interesting to see where a few of these guys end up who are in a contract situation, which uh, brings me to a couple of guys in that situation who are also coming off of an injury. Let's start with Chris Godwin, uh, ACL late in the season. Uh, He's still young. I think he's 25, but uh, again, going into a contract now, uh, I mean, this was a contract year. So he's going to be looking for a contract going into next year. Um, do we think Chris Godwin has wide receiver one potential after this injury? I think he still does. He's, he's 25 years old, um, which is crazy because he, uh, um, you know, I feel like he's been in the league a lot longer than that. Um, but, yeah, I think he'll bounce back from the injury no problem. Um, I, I think right now, if I had to guess, I think he gets like the franchise tag or something like a one year deal or something from, uh, to go back to Tampa Bay. But like, even if he goes somewhere, um, you know, even if he chases the money and goes to like Jacksonville or something, um, yeah, I still, I still think he can be a, a wide receiver. Number one, especially with like quarterback, like Trevor Lawrence and hopefully some better pieces and better coaching around that. Um, I still like, basically I think anywhere he goes, he's, he's going to ball out. That's a great landing spot. I like that. Bob, welcome back. We're talking about Chris Godwin. Do you think he has wide receiver one potential coming off this injury? He comes back. Yes. 
Antonio Brown, and I think that right now, when you have Tom Brady and you got to assume Brady's coming back another year, that they're going to make every effort to make sure that there's enough pieces around. Around. I don't see anywhere to. Unless he just emerges the box, but I'm a fan of Mike Evans, and I think Evans will probably be a little bit better than he is. I'd still see him as Buck next year. All right, fine. Let's talk about Michael Thomas, who missed the whole season. We obviously know what Michael Thomas has done in his career, but is he going to be able to come anywhere close to that kind of production ever again? Let's start it off with Bob before we lose him. <laughs> I this was the toughest one on the list. I, I mean, it's, it's so what happens with the surgeries. If he is close, even if he's 80% of what we saw, he will be the number one with the saints because they just don't have one. I mean, you see how they're winning. Bob, in and if the Rams win, win, then the Taysom Hill Saints are going to go to the playoff. Who the, the number one receiver is. And uh, I, so I think he's going to get every shot next year to be the guy. Assume to to at any degree. Yeah, fair enough. Greg? Um, uh, okay. Michael Thomas, I'm I'm sure he will play again. Do we think he will come anywhere close to his former production? Yeah, and like it, 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 like Bob said, this is really hard because um, you know he got so much shit for uh, running shorter routes and stuff. Um, his chemistry, he had great chemistry with Drew Brees, a totally different quarterback, Jameis Winston, who likes to throw the ball downfield. Um, if Jameis Winston even is their quarterback next year, like we, I don't know who is going to be their quarterback. I, you know, expect him to be back week one or whatever. Um, he's 30 years old. I don't know, like, if he lost a step or two, I don't know if he can create the same separation. It's interesting. I still think, you know, I don't see if he's on the field, I don't see a world where he's like not good at all. But um, I don't think he can ever reach that same production. But I don't think the drop-off is going to be, like, super drastic. Fair enough. Um, speaking of a super drastic uh, drop-off, thank you for the segue. Alan uh, Robinson. Alan, Ro- Alan Robinson. Uh, Bob, is Alan Robinson dead? I, I'm so torn on Alan Robinson because I, I don't ever seen quarterback that had a really good year so it's like uh, like Bortles yeah he was good and he was good I think he could be good yeah 1400 yards it depends on it depends on Justin Fields I've been lukewarm at Fields to say the least but if Fields emerges I think Nagy's getting fired if they bring in somebody that has a clue, they can get Justin Fields going. I think Justin Fields has some potentials, though. I agree. I think Justin Fields, um, I think he kind of transcended, whereas uh, Trevor Lawrence has not. 
Um, I think Justin Fields looks like he's going to to uh, emerge here, like like Greg was just saying. However, I will be thoroughly shocked if Allen Robinson's a bear next year. I agree. Uh, that would really shock me. I don't know his contract situation, if he's going to get cut or traded or something, but I would be very shocked um, if he was. I'm like 99% sure he's a free agent. I would love to see him end up somewhere like the Chiefs. Yeah, that would be it. That, uh, that would be great. I think he would go really well with uh, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. I think that's a good fit. Um. Again, we'll have an episode in a couple of weeks, and we'll try and play some free agents once we know who they are. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think Allen Robinson's dead, per se. Uh, Bob, did we get your opinion? Yes, we did. Greg, did we get your opinion? Um, not really, no, but I, I don't think uh, – I think it kind of is contingent on the landing spot, um, but I think he still has a few more years of productive football as, like, a, a pretty solid number two. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I think too. I think he, I, I think his days as a wide receiver one are over, but I think he could be an, an elite number two receiver for a good team. Definitely. Um, let's close out this section talking about Odell Beckham and Robert Wood. Let's link them together. Um, do we think that these two will both be Rams still next year? Uh, Greg, let's start with Greg. Um, I believe. Yeah, Robert Woods has a uh, it's a team opt out um, from his contract. Um, he, and the Rams have really tight, uh, like they're right up against the cap there. Um, I don't think he's back. I think you got a situation of uh, Van Jefferson, Odell Beckham. I think will be back. I think he likes it there, and, and he's starting to emerge there and have success. And then obviously Cooper Cup. <sighs> Yeah, no doubt. Um, Bob, what's your opinion here on the Robert Woods-Odell Beckham situation? No. I think that I think probably over for Robert Woods. That Odell Beckham, his role. And we're starting to see the old Odell Beckham. So I don't think there's going to be a need for Robert Woods. Fair enough. Uh, I think Robert Woods would look good on the Bears. I'm placing guys. I'm placing guys. All right, guys. Thank you for that section of the podcast there. And now we're going to get into our main event. This is what we are here for today. We are ranking the KOLL's Dynasty Rankings. We got 1 through 12. These are our teams, uh, our league's teams, for those of you who are not uh, sure on what the hell I'm talking about. And we are ranking their Dynasty potential over the next three years. Is that what we decided on? Yes. So we are ranking the dynasty potential of these teams over the next three years. We are going to start at 12 and work our way to number one. Uh, uh, let's start it off with Bob. Bob, who is the number 12 team? My number 12 team is uh, three. Uh, my biggest concerns with Austin 316 is the, uh, well, one is the quarterback position. Tannehill. Not a big believer in Tannehill. And then uh, quarterback two is Trevor Lawrence. And, and then with Kittle, Kittle and, and there's a couple other spots. So he kind of. So. 
<clears throat> oh, slap it. Absolutely. Greg, number 12. Um, I am shocked by this, and I, apolog- I, I want to apologize to him um, if he's listening. But um, I have the thick dicks, and I was looking, um, yeah, like three years out, averaging those. Um, he has a lot of players that I look at that I think are like right on the cusp of or have already peaked. Um, he has a lot of like a Cordell Patterson. I don't think, you know, he's really anything going forward. Um, he does have some, you know, good pieces. He has Lamar Jackson, who I'm very low on, but um, he has Pat Fryermuth, who I like. He has Rashad, Rashad Bateman. He has a few um, good players, but um, he doesn't really have too many draft picks either uh, going forward. So I have him as the number 12. Somebody on his team that I want to talk about really quick, if you guys don't mind, is Tyler Huntley. Guys, I think Tyler Huntley's a legitimate starting quarterback in the NFL. Any objections to what I just said? I don't. um, I think maybe a very low-end starter. Um, I think his ceiling is probably like a Teddy Bridgewater, um, especially as guys – when guys first come into the league, they do find some success because there's virtually no tape on them, especially a guy like Tyler Huntley. Um, but I mean, he's, you know, he's limited with his arm strength, but uh, he makes good decisions and he's, he's in a great place. Also like the system that they have in uh, Baltimore has uh, plays into his strength, plays into Lamar's strengths. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's terrible, but I, I see him maybe as a low end starter. That's like his ceiling. Yeah, I think okay. Bridgewater, he's a he's a camera honey. Um, but he there's only 32 spots. So I don't probably gonna be a starter next year. I I uh, see Tyrod Taylor is the is the comp that I had for for him, which is interesting because Tyrod Taylor was also the backup quarterback for the Ravens when he burst onto the scene. Um, but I kind of put him in the same vein. I, I think he is one of the, the 32 best quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, and that kind of leads me into a player who I don't think at, right now is top 32 in the NFL and is a big reason why Austin 316 is my number 12 team. Guys, I'm really worried about Trevor Lawrence. Let's hear it. Uh, like, I don't. Do you, I don't think he's. I don't think he's good. I. I've been watching the Jaguars a lot recently. Um, it's been painful. I can't imagine what you're going through. Um, I'm super interested in just like the whole Urban Meyer thing and just their whole the state of their franchise. Um, it's tough because they have an opportunity to like right the ship and bring in good and good organization around him um and it looks like they're keeping their uh trend balky and they're probably gonna botch the head coach signing job and it's just it's terribly run down there but i don't know i i think like just the whole team is just so bad and like receivers are running into each other receiver laquan treadwell is the number one option right now and he's yeah with like the biggest bust so like i i think there's a lot of people calling trevor lawrence a bust and like i I think it's way too early to tell. I understand, like, people are nervous and stuff, but, like, I, like, um, you watch the games and he's, like, 
before they even snap the ball, there's like a false starter or holding on the first play, and you're already first and 15, first and 20. There's so many times it's third and past 10. Um, I, you know, it's it's too early to totally evaluate him. I'm with you. I I'm not I'm not giving up. I am just thoroughly worried. Um, obviously, I I've watched every snap this season, and and I'm banking on the fact that Laquan Treadwell is their number one receiver, and that's not good. I'm banking on that being the excuse, but uh, just missing open guys, not seeing open guys, uh, forcing passes that don't need to be passed, uh, taking sacks, holding the ball too long. It's all scary, and hopefully, whoever worked with Joe Burrow in the offseason meets with Trevor this offseason I hope all right let's go into our number 11 let's start it off with Greg uh who did I start with last time Bob let's start with Greg who's number 11 Ramsey did you give me number 12 yes Austin 316 okay sorry yeah that's how I got talking about Trevor Lawrence okay yeah my bad (laughs) no problem Greg number 11 um, I have Austin 316, all this stuff. Um, yeah, all this stuff we talked about. He does have a few extra picks there, which, uh, you know, can, can help and stuff. But, yeah. Yeah, so I just this is how I did these rankings. I went through and I just, without even looking at the rosters, ranked the teams. And then I went through and I, I gave plus marks for good players, minus marks for bad players, and then kind of like a slash mark for players who were in the middle. The only plus marks I gave Austin 316 were for Damian Harris, George Kittle, A.J. Brown, and Kadarius Tony got a half plus. If um, he's healthy. Right, if he's healthy. Right so, um not it was the least amount of pluses and that's the biggest reason he was number 12 for me bob who is number 11 um my biggest concern with that situation is rogers and roethlisberger and and jackson well roethlisberger most We don't really know. I mean, he's kind of said he might retire. And then you're talking about the other main contributors. When I talk about people that I think might actually be playing next year or be a starter, Tyler Huntley, Williams, and Bateman. That's that's about it. So he's going to have to draft well. And he's got Chris McCaffrey. He doesn't have a lot of draft picks. But, um, you know, McCaffrey, there's a nice win going on, and he'll tear an ACL. So I'm not sure how confident he can be that he's going to play a whole year next year. Yeah, I, I just found it interesting that you said the Thick Dicks need to draft well, and they don't have a lot of draft picks to draft well with. So uh, very interesting. Okay, so my number 11 team, and this is probably going to differ. I This was number two on the experts, so – Maybe I'm crazy, but is somebody getting shaved over there? That was not me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, number 11, I have the DeLongles, and here's why. The only plus marks I gave the DeLongles were for Josh Allen and Debo Samuel. We're dealing with Matt Ryan, Antonio Brown, Chase Edmonds, uh, question marks for Saquon Barkley, Eli Mitchell, Hunter Renfro. Can that continue? I don't know. Darnell Mooney. How good is he? I don't know. 
Chase Edmonds, I already mentioned. Jimmy Garoppolo, where is he playing next year? I don't know. And the man has three open roster spots. We are about to increase our roster by five, and he's already got three he doesn't have, which means he's got to fill his team with eight players who are currently on on free agency. Um, I'm sorry, but the DeLongles are an injury away from being the 12th team in this league. So that was my hot take of the day. Let's move into number 10. I'll start it off. I have the thick dicks. We've already mentioned them twice, so I don't need to continue with it. Um, but I went with the thick dicks. So maybe, Greg, it wasn't so surprising you had them number 12. I guess not. Yeah, I was surprised. I think um, preseason rankings, I had, um, you know, I was higher on them. I think I had them at like seven or six. Um yeah, I'm with you. I don't know what's going on over there right now, but um, a lot of activity. Let's go to number 10 with Greg. Who is number 10 for you? I had the ETLians, and yeah, I mean, like, looking at the roster, there's some pieces going forward. I mean, Joey Burrows really ascended. He looks great. Um, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Pittman, um, Jalen Hurts, I think um, I, I think quarter like quarterback in this league is the most important position with the super flex with the quarterback rules and stuff so um that having that second really good quarterback is is really important um he has multiple um even depth if a guy gets hurt he has multiple quarterbacks but uh, a guy like Jalen Hurts who has earned that next year um his passing's atrocious it has gotten better and he has incredibly high work ethic um and high character um I have confidence guaranteeing it but i'm having confidence and a personality like that to improve um but even if he doesn't you know he he's still uh, producing fantasy wise um so you know there's some good pieces but also there's a lot there's virtually no depth and there's virtually no draft capital absolutely yeah i like jalen hurts uh i hate that he plays for the eagles sam yeah sam bob are you building a shed i <laughs> I'm trying to quiet it down over here. <laughs> Who's number 10 for you, Bob? Uh, I had the uh, Long Island Bees. Uh, there's a couple things that I like about the team. I They do have a lot of running. Um, Daniel Jones, along with Dumbrey and just and Kelsey as well. Kelsey's 32 years old, and it's just created a lot of question marks for me that uh, I feel like a couple of those dominoes are going to fall and spot where he's going to have to draft well. I mean, even when you talk about Beckham, and I think that Beckham's going to be a good spot, but we don't really know it, that there's there's a lot of question marks. I think there's a chance that that team's going to be good next year, but I just don't have that confidence to put them much higher. Okay, fair enough. We are pushing uh, close to the hour mark, so we're going to speed it up a little bit here. Okay. Let's go into number nine. Bob, you can just continue in with your number nine team. Uh, I got the Oracle. Um, They've really handled the situation well. The, in all seriousness, but with Trey Lance and Mac Jones, who I both suspect will be the starting quarterbacks next year, uh, Brandon Ayuk, 
Uh, Ronald Jones, who at this point with Fournette kind of banged up, maybe the running back, Jared Patterson. There's there's some good spots there. It's not a full team, obviously. There's going to have to be some good drafts, which they have plenty of picks, but there's a couple spots there that I think they're they're set. And certainly at the quarterback position, which to me is the most important position uh, in our league, and I don't think they're going to full years. Yeah, um, the number 19 for me is also the Oracle. Um, the, the quarterback situation for the Oracle is actually low-key really good with Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, even Davis Mills. Uh, the, the kid's a rookie, and he's played really well. Um, I'm not mad at that at all. I like Brandon Ayuk. I like Van Jefferson. I like Rondale Moore, Donovan Peoples-Jones. The Oracle's put, putting together a pretty decent team here uh, and a team that we could see climb the rankings much sooner than three years. Uh, I'm very interested about him and also the team I have right above him. But before we get to that, Greg, who is number nine? Number nine, I had uh, the Long Island Beast. Um, he's going to hate me for that. Um <laughs> um yeah i mean i i he has some very very talented players that are going to be good for a lot of years but he also has a lot of guys who i think have already peaked um and he's going to have a lot of roster turnover pretty soon uh and he doesn't have the draft capital to um kind of build out the fill out the rest of that roster fair enough Uh, i'll talk about long island beast later but in the meantime greg let's go right into your number eight team my number eight, I had the DeLongles. Um, basically, you know, I, I was higher on him than you were <laughs> um, with your analogy. Um, you know, Analysis. I, I thought he, he, he had a really good draft, um, but he also had a really good draft in a redraft league. Um, so, like, I, I you know, he, he nailed his draft, but he wasn't necessarily drafting for the future. He does have some future pieces, but also that inactivity i think compounds and you know um i think this year was one of the probably most competitive years we'll see because i think kind of teams will start you know really either going for it or rebuilding type of thing um and he you know he kind of felt i mean like you said he has three roster spots that are open right now um so he he has some work to do with uh filling out the rest of his roster yeah absolutely bob number eight I like about the Atlantis when you talk about Burrow, Eckler, and uh, Pollard. But and there's her. a lot of question marks. Um, Hurts. I'm still lukewarm on Jalen Hurts. I don't really know what to make of Miles Sanders because it seems like he's not really the lead back anymore. And then the other thing is there's really not one guy on his bench right now that I would be that he does have Travis Etienne coming on the IR. Jameis, uh, see what happens. Question marks. There's some top guys, but then a lot of holes that need to be filled. Absolutely. Um, lack of depth is going to crush some of these teams in a couple of years. Uh, very interested to see. Number eight for me is the Melonheads. And um, they were in the same boat as the Oracle. And I think going forward, I mean, these are this is another team who could easily climb the, the rankings very quickly. 
Um, he, here are players uh, that I like for the Oracle. I think Zach Wilson has a nice future. Javante Williams has number one RB potential. T. Higgins is awesome. Devontae Smith yet to be seen, but the potential's there. DJ Moore with a good quarterback should be uh, outstanding. Cortland Sutton, what a waiver wire pickup late in the season. Um, KJ Osborne could be the number two for Minnesota next year. Time will tell. If Deshaun Watson's playing, oh my gosh, this team could be really, really good. Elijah Moore, J.K. Dobbins, uh, Michael Thomas, who we've already talked about, Antonio Gibson, who I wish I still had, I mean, is on his team. Um <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> I wrote down Oracle twice, but it was supposed to be Melonheads. Um, so, yeah, that was all about the Melonheads. I, I really like these two teams. I grouped them together. They're kind of staying together for now. But I really like these two teams, and I think they have playoff potential even next year. Um, that's going to take me right into my number seven, which is the ETLians, who we've already heard about twice. Um, you know, Joe Burrow, CD Lamb, Michael Pittman, yada, yada, yada. Let's go right into Bob, number seven. Number seven, I had Nick Top, Greg Bottom. There's a lot of things I like about this team as well. And I think that when I when I made my rankings, it was not based on next year. It was based on the average of the next couple of years. So I do think they're going to be a competitive team next year. But there are some holes that I think will be concerning um, over the next three years based on the fact that I think that they made a lot of win-now moves down the stretch to try to get into the championship game. Um, you know, you look at their starting lineup down the stretch. Yes, they had Kyler Murray, Harris, Cup. Jefferson, which is really good, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm not sure about Lazard and Ertz down the stretch, and also the fact that the bench is kind of a island of misfit toys the same way uh, I talked about the Atlans. Okay, yeah, our our rankings are quite different. I like this. Let's go right into Greg, number seven. Number seven, I had the Oracle. Um, I appreciate um, all of your kind words. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, the um, quarterback situation is, I think, the most important league. Um, I'm very confident with the situation that I have set up right now. Um, and I have 10 first-round picks uh, in the next three years. Um, so I have um, – I mean, my roster, there's a lot of that needs to be filled out. But, uh, you know, with all those first-round picks – um, and expand at rosters and stuff. I'm pretty confident I can fill out that roster. Um, so next year, I don't expect to make the playoffs. Um, but after that, I expect to be a pretty serious threat in the playoffs. The potential's there, though. You know, I, I, again, I think I think that could be a playoff team. I think the potential's there. Greg, keep us going right into number six. Number six, I had the melon heads, and um, you know, the melon heads and I, we were in the same spot. Um, and he uh, made a lot of trades for talent now, whereas I kind of um, – I went out and I got Mac Jones from him. But, um, you know, I, I've kind of weighed it back a little bit. But um, he's made some excellent moves, um, taking advantage of some crafty uh, waiver wire pickups and all kinds of stuff, uh, good trades. Um, and, yeah, I mean, he has um, a lot of guys that are in – you know, that, that get a lot of volume, that are very young. Um, so as that team grows, um, you know, uh, big question mark with Deshaun Watson, but especially if he comes back and if Zach Wilson can, you know, continue growing 
um, and feeling more comfortable and stuff, you know, that's a pretty good team. Absolutely. Bob, number six. I had Devontae's Inferno's number six. Same reasons as uh, Nick Top, Greg Bottom. I think they made a lot of moves down the stretch to win now, and they did. So they did. <laughs> kudos to them. But uh, at the end of the day, I think that there's going to probably be a, an effect down the road. I don't think a team that had uh, Taysom Hill and Taylor Heineke and, you, know, you again, when you look at that bench, there's a Island of Misfit Toys. And we don't really know what's going to happen to Daryl Henderson which is a big question mark. Um, he does have the Sean Hopkins, but, you know, another big thing is Andrews. How successful is a tight end going to be for the long term? A.J. Green, how many good years does he have left? Um, there are some spots that I really do like. He does have Jamar Chase. He does have Dalvin Cook. Um, Derek Henry. But there's some big question marks there for me. Fair enough. Um, number six for me is the longest yard. Um, very interesting because this was the number one team preseason. This was the number one team heading into the playoffs. And then he shit the bed in the playoffs. But we knew that this was a win-now team, and there is a steep drop-off waiting for the longest yard. Um, it, you know, What's Kamara's future like? What's Aaron Jones' future like? He's got Tyree Kill and Matthew Stafford. They have bright futures still ahead of them, absolutely. But beyond that, I mean, there's not really a whole lot I like about this team. Tom Brady's going to be 45 years old next season. That's crazy. Julio Jones is about done. TJ Hawkinson looks good, but can he stay healthy? Can the targets be there? I don't know. And he was starting too many Dolphins. Uh, Devontae Parker, Mike Kosicki, Miles Gaskin. I just have no faith. Um, uh, I don't like the future of the longest yard. He's got a lot of rebuilding to do. That is going to take me right into my number five team, which is the Long Island Beasts. Um, I'm just looking real quick. You guys both had him much lower. Um, what did I like about the Long Island Beasts? Obviously, Pat Mahomes. I mean, DeAndre Swift is a top-tier running back when healthy. I think Terry McLaurin, if they could get him a decent quarterback – he could easily be a top five wide receiver. I do like the prospects of Odell Beckham staying with the Rams, uh, Amari Cooper and Zeke. I mean, the Cowboys offense is good. Are they still going to be there? If they are, they're going to be productive. And uh, I think David Montgomery is really good. Um, like you said, Travis Kelsey is going to be, what, 33 next season. Does he have three more years in him? I think he could. Um, I like the Long Island Beasts. I think they have a bright future still ahead of them. Uh, let's go into Bob at number five. Number five, I have the Melonheads. Um, executive of the Year, their owner. Um, I, I too much brag about my team, but uh, I with it whether. Williams, Higgins, I mean, Team John, and there's guys that are becoming ones. I think got a little lucky that Sutton was open, um, and we're in a spot where we could pick up 
guys like Sam Darnold or even golf to a degree. And, and the uh, and the Gibson trade paid off. So and hopefully Yeah, you're gonna love Deshaun Watson and Jordan yeah. Love. I mean, we could be in a situation next year where Deshaun Watson and Jordan Love are are starting quarterbacks, which would be awesome. So I think it would be awesome. Oh that paid off. Jordan Love would be awesome. You don't mean that. I, you know, one game in Kansas City that Dak Prescott played the same game and played just about as shitty as Jordan Love, so I'm not sure I'm ready to sell him off, but we'll see. The beautiful thing I'm about the Melonheads is that we're quarterbacks on our roster, so one of them has to be good. <laughs> and, and some draft picks. And, and we have picks. draft picks. Gotta love draft picks. I don't have a lot of them. Hey, feel free to toot your own horn, sir, because uh, you know I'm gonna. And we got number Juju, five we for Dobbins, and we got more on the. Do you say Juju? Juju. Did you just say Juju? Dead. Juju's dead. Do you say Juju? The Juju bees on TikTok wow. dancing with Juju every week when we're winning the we're winning this league. <laughs> Yeah, if it was TikTok fantasy, you'd be number one. Greg, who's number five? Number five, I had the longest yard. Um, and again, this I changed my list like so many times because I was trying to f- figure out the average of three years. And like, it's just the list is completely different if it's four years. It's completely different if it's two years. But I think three years, I think the longest yard has another shot at being a title contender this coming up year. Um, I think they could, they're going to be a playoff team, but fringe playoff team the following year. And then they're pretty dead after that. Um, he does have, it'll be interesting to see. And I, I think he's going to have a lot of fun with this because he, he's going to have pieces, especially um, in 2023 when they're just about to drop off, but they're still productive that he can trade and get, a, he could probably get a lot of draft picks and, um, you know, re- rebuild pretty quickly. But um yeah, I expect that that third and final year for him to be in a pretty deep rebuild at that point. Um, so, um, but yeah, the, the next two years, I expect him to be pretty good. So I have him at five. Well, I know that that particular owner is a loyal listener. So we'll see if he takes your advice. Uh, Greg, take us right into number four. Um, who do I have at number four? Oh, I have uh, Greg Top, Nick Bottom. Um, yeah, I think they have a very good team uh, right now, and um, he went re- he went win right now. But he, because of that, he has very little draft capital. Um, so right now, if it was just for like a year or two out, I would probably have him higher than that. But um, and he has some good young pieces too. But uh, yeah, I have him at number four. Okay, Bob, who's number four? I'm forever unclean. Um, I'll be honest. The the top four for me were really separate names. But, you know, uh, the big thing for me, forever unclean is just the quarterback position. I don't trust Baker Mayfield. I'm not. What's going to be the starting quarterback in the NFL next year? Um, and then when a couple – Guys in the roster as well. Gronk. And the benches. 
There's some guys that I, I really do like, uh, Michael Carter. But to me, the jury's out, even on guys like Cam Akers. We'll see what he provides this week. Um, but there's a couple question marks, so that's what's separated forever and clean from the rest. So I have him at number four. Fair enough. Four for me is our defending champion, Devontae's Inferno. Um, you know, he's – He's got the pieces at the tro- at the top. Dalvin Cook, Jamar Chase. He's got um, Derek Derek Henry still on the team, right? I, I didn't, forgot to look. Um, Mark yeah. Andrews is really good. Dallas Goddard's really good. I think those are are probably the best dynasty tight ends right now. Maybe Kyle Pitts, um, Russell Wilson. Uh, I don't think he'll be in Seattle next year, but I think he'll be slinging it somewhere, probably in a better situation. Uh, I think Devontae's Inferno's got a few more a few more years here left in the window, and uh, he's number four for me. Uh, I'm going to go right into number three. I have Forever on Clean. Um, this is a really good team. Uh, Justin Herbert, Joe Mixon, Deontay Johnson, DK Metcalf, you know, you've already mentioned Michael Carter. Um, I think Cam Akers will be the starting running back for the Rams next year. Uh, they do have a few options, obviously. Chase Claypool has been wildly disappointing this year, but uh, with a better quarterback, who knows? Uh, and then Clyde Edwards-Alaire, uh, you know, playing in the Chiefs offense, another guy who's kind of been underwhelming. But uh, I think still has a lot of potential in those thick quads. So um, we'll see. Uh, jury's out, like you said. But for, num- for number three for me is forever on clean. Bob, who you have number three? Can I ask one simple question that's just a yes or no answer? And then I'll give you my number three. Do Go either ahead. of you guys think the Steelers are going to have a better quarterback? Do yes. Who do you think it's going to be? Uh, Russell Wilson. I think it's either going to be Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky. Oh, God. Uh, I don't think – I. you know, I think they're both better. I think they're both better than this, this year's version of Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. I agree. I agree. Fair uh, enough. I, 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 think I the actually only, agree. I yeah. agree with both, to be honest with you. The only way the Steelers have a worse quarterback next year is if they go into the season with uh, what the fuck's his name, <laughs> Rudolph. Or... <laughs> yeah, the guy that got his ass kicked by uh, Mason Rudolph. Yeah, Miles Garrett with his ass with the helmet. Yeah, him, Mason. <laughs> that's it. That's the only way that their quarterback would be worse. Uh, All right, I think the question was who I had number three. I had the long yeah. wolves. Uh, again, I ranked everyone very close. I think the separating factor here was that uh, nine times out of ten, their owner is asleep at the wheel. <laughs> yeah, those guys a little bit less. But in a serious, but seriously, as far as their team goes, you know, Matt Ryan, he was actually one of the guys that I ranked cold down the stretch. He. Didn't get more than 15 points since week nine. Um, a big reason that they didn't win the championship. Start stripping it in life field. Um, but the other thing is, you know, <laughs> Saquon Barkley, we don't really know. You know, he's not really, he's kind of a show of himself. Jimmy Garoppolo, 
maybe he'll be the next quarterback of the Steelers, but we don't really know. Uh, quarterback of the 49ers next year. Uh, so there's a lot of question marks on his roster. I think a lot of guys that were successful this year, but big thing next year, where's Devontae Adams? Hopefully for, for his sake, he can follow Aaron. Okay, just do me a favor. Don't say that he was asleep at the wheel. That is wildly disrespectful. Give me a chuckle. Give me a chuckle. <laughs> uh, um, okay, Greg, who's number three? Number three, I have Devontae's Inferno. And, you know, you guys kind of already talked about it a lot. Um, you know, I, I think he, he's still, uh, especially when he gets some of his team back healthy, um, I, you know, he has, he, has a great, he has a great team. And congrats to him on winning the championship. Uh, I'm salty. <laughs> Send us right into number two, Greg. Number two. So number two and number one I had were were super close, and I view them very similarly. Um, but I've forever unclean at number two, um, and really I think like they drafted. Um, you know, I think they had a really good draft, and they drafted and acquired and all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, a really good young team that I think is only going to get better. I think their heel and something that I, the owner has recognized and I think will fix, um, but he doesn't have a number two quarterback um, and Baker Mayfield may even be like a bad three quarterback. Um, but um, I think he really needs to get a solid number two quarterback and he can, you know, really be um, a, a really serious uh, league good team like a number one team but yeah that quarterback position absolutely bob who you have number two i have the longest yard um i really like his team i think that from the quarterback position he's pretty set assuming tom retire surprisingly um but also with Kamara, with Jones, even though we talked about Jones, I do suspect he's going to be a number one on a team next year. Tyreek Parker um, and Matthew Stafford. The quarterback position is set. <coughs> his bench, but with Hawkerson and Julio Jones, I do think he's got some people that I'm – I do have some confidence in, so I don't think it's going to be a complete mess. And also, uh, he's got Calvin Ridley, which I think got overlooked, is that he made the trade to the Melonheads, which kind of blew up in his face. But uh, he did trade Calvin Ridley for T. Higgins. And uh, so he does have Calvin Ridley if he ever wants to play football again. So I do have some confidence in uh, the longest yard. Yeah, we'll see. I did. I, I'll be honest. I didn't even notice Calvin really on his roster, so I didn't write him down. Um, and maybe I shouldn't have. Number two for me is Nick Top, Greg Bottom, uh, uh, Kyler Murray. Again, I, I think is just fantastic for fantasy football. Cooper Cup, 
Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen. This is a, a pretty good team, pretty solid team, Najee Harris. Uh, Brandon Cook seems to be productive everywhere he goes. Uh, not a whole lot of depth, which is why uh, personally, and and the experts can back me on this, the, the gap between the number one and the number two team is much wider than you guys made it sound. Um, and this isn't this isn't rose-colored glasses like I mentioned to you guys. The, the data is here to back this up. Um, that there is one particular team that is far and away the best dynasty team. Um, so why don't we all go ahead, uh, Greg, say his name. Justice Beaver. Bob, say his name. Justice Beaver. That is who's Justice Beaver number one on our all of our lists. Uh, I'm not going to do it. Greg, tell me why who's Justice Beaver's number one. Yeah, it's just the most uh, complete roster. Um, starting at the quarterback position with Dak Prescott, um, you know, I, I think Dak is an elite uh, quarterback. I don't say that too often, but, um, you know, Jonathan Taylor, an elite running back. Um, and, I mean, he's very young, too. Uh, you know, the next three whatever years, uh, he's going to be one of the top uh, point producers in all of fantasy. Um, Jalen Waddle looks like an absolute stud, and he's young. Uh, Stefan Diggs is already a stud, and he's decently young. Um, you really just go down the list, like Nick Chubb, A.J. Dillon's young. Um, you really go down the list, and it's just the deepest. Um, we talk about depth and everything, and there's there's injuries and stuff. Um it's really just like the most uh, deepest roster um, and very young talent like Kyle Pitts. Like that's, that's an overlooked name. That's a very valuable fantasy piece. Kyle Pitts. Um, he, he's incredibly young too. He's like he's 21 years old right now. Um, but you know, the only downside I, I see is that that quarterback position outside of Dak Prescott um, Tua is he the guy I, he's looking better. Um, I don't know. Um, you know, how high his ceiling is. He, he's probably a better, you know, number, number three quarterback. But um, besides that, I mean, it's just pretty stacked roster from top to bottom. Amen, brother. Bob, why is it who's Justice Beaver? Oh, it's pretty easy. Uh, I got ground. I got so much noise and you guys can barely hear me. I mean, I had, you know, I just want you to keep me on the podcast. So I figured I'd put you at number one. Um, but seriously, uh, I think when you combine the, <laughs> everything Greg said, um, along with the fact, you know, you do have pits, you do have Judy, um, you do have. will latch onto a team and has some potential there <laughs> along with Stevenson from new England that, I think we'll give the number one there or has some potential to uh, to go elsewhere. I mean, he's only 23. There was the top four. I kind of ranked really, really close together. And we'll go off that they had the far superior bench when it came to the, to the four. And Jeff Wilson, I mean – I could go through the whole list. Everyone has more potential than really what any of the other four had. So, 
Yeah. So you guys didn't even mention Amon Ross St. Brown, and maybe we've already talked about him too much on the podcast. But you guys just ran off so many players and didn't mention the one I really like. Um, let me just, I, I, again, not rose-colored glasses. Who's Justice Beaver is my team. I did build it. I am giddy. I'm disappointed that I didn't win this season. I think I should have. Um, and I, I think that I'm going to win three in a row. Um, but um, it just the data to back it up and, um, the, you know, just what the experts were saying. Obviously, I, I'm a fantasy pro subscriber and, and all the top experts in the industry are on there doing their predictions and their rankings. And they, they, they have a, a league analyzer where they rank all the team's dynasty potential and the top being 100, the bottom obviously being zero. The lowest team in our league was the Oracle who got a 58 obviously the draft picks and the unproven players is the reason for that who's justice beaver got 100 which is the absolute best you could be the starting lineup was ranked number one the bench was ranked number one and the next highest team was an 88 and there was a group in there with 88 87 86 but there was such a large gap i, I was i was actually a little surprised how large the gap was based on the experts um but the data is there to back it up Who's Justice Bieber, number one? All right. Anyway, um, I'm blushing as we speak. Um, but uh, there you have it. Um, my list, Austin 316, DeLongles, Thick Dicks, Oracle, Melonheads, ETLians, Longest Yard, Long Island Beast, Devontae's Inferno, Forever on Clean, Nick Top, Greg Bottom, Who's Justice Beaver, Bob, count us down from 12 on your list one more time. I got Austin 316. I got the Thick Dicks. Actually, the Shrimp Dicks. I got uh, the Long Island Beast. I got the Oracles. I got the Atlian. I got Nick Top, Greg Bottom, Devontae's Inferno. I got the Melon Heads. I got Forever on Clean. Justice Beaver. And Greg, count us down. I have the Thick Dicks, Austin 316, the ET the Long Island Beast, the DeLongles, the Oracle, the Melonheads, the Longest Yard, Greg Top, Nick Bottom, Devontae's Inferno, Forever Unclean, and Who's Justice Beaver. Awesome, guys. Thank you very much for properly ranking number one. Anyway, in all seriousness, KOLL Season 1 Dynasty is in the book. Season 2, I'm going to drop this right now on the podcast. Monday morning, 8 o'clock, the 2022 season will open. Nice. Thank God I got two guys awesome to wire. I'm looking to <laughs> Monday morning, 8 a.m., KOLL Season 2. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Thank you again, guys, for coming on the podcast. And uh, uh, maybe we'll do another episode next week. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. See you next season. All right, boys. Bye. Bye. See you, boys. That's it. That's the end of the podcast. No, really. Stop listening. Turn it off. Turn it off, 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 turn it off. Bye.